Hey guys, welcome back to the Yolk Christian Podcast. I'm here with Codis. Man, how was your weekend last weekend? Um, uh, let's see, what did I do last week? <laughs> right. I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know. I had a, an interesting weekend. I uh, I went to the Alan Jackson concert on what on Saturday. Yeah, but uh, how was that? You know, it was it was good. Um, I'm it's just not my my scene. Um, like. <laughs> like don't get me wrong i mean i'm of age it's legal like i'll drink occasionally but i've mm-hmm. I've never been drunk or anything like that surprisingly and uh and so i say surprisingly i mean i purposely don't get drunk um <laughs> but like i don't know just seeing like just drunk people everywhere like it's like i i understand i don't know i guess i it's i guess it's the um what am i thinking um the not insecure the uh not outgoing introvert that's what i'm thinking oh, i guess it's the introvert in me that doesn't mm-hmm. like the huge crowds and and like especially when there's a whole bunch of drunk people and i don't know how i can't predict their actions because they're drunk you know yeah and so i guess it's that um but it, it was a really good concert you know that by that's good. You know, yeah so he's a cool um, guy alan jackson yeah yeah, yeah. um and so it because it was a, a benefit <clears throat> concert for the tornado that came through and I, I could be wrong but it's like an f4 f5 tornado and it like Ooh. just it demolished our downtown and so he, uh, within a span of three months, he organized this concert and got it all, you know, everything. <laughs> and uh, so it was supposed to be a benefit. But the, the reason, like, it's kind of bad is because, like, I saw a picture of the, because it was at the Coweta County Fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to pretend like I know what that is. It's just the, the county fairgrounds that we had the concert <laughs> at. And uh, I, when I was there, I was like, I know good and well, people are not going to pick up all this trash because there's trash everywhere. Oh, yeah. So today I go on Facebook and I see that somebody took a picture of all the trash. It was literally a sea of trash. And really? I said, You've got to be kidding me! Like I don't know. I, I yeah. So I, I was pretty appalled by that. Like yeah. he he just put together this concert, you know, or like his people or whatnot, you know, for the city of Noonan. But in return, mm-hmm. the city of Noonan just trashed the the. Anyways. Yeah. But I people, went to a baseball right? game. That's it. Like yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yesterday or the day before, I went to a baseball game. And then yesterday, I went, we yeah it was yesterday I went to the baseball game because after that we just went straight catfishing. And yeah. And I was out till one one in the morning. I was like, hey, we should probably get back now. I love that. But like, <laughs> it was so cool because we were just talking about Jesus and stuff and just like Man. fish. It was just I love that just being out in nature. Yes. And then, no, those are the best nights. Mm-hmm. The craziest part is while we were fishing, everything about three miles out, another dock that we could see from our mm-hmm. spot, someone's mm-hmm. boat sank. What? And it was like 12 at night. And there was so much lights going on. There were sheriffs. Several. It was crazy, dude. It was yeah. lit up. Hmm. It was crazy, dude. But That's weird. They had yeah. a dog with them, too. Oh, no. It was like two fishers and a dude with a dog. Yeah. So do you know if they were okay or not? Yeah, I think they were okay. Okay, good. But they had to get some pond scenes to get that boat out. It was in yeah. the water, dude. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. Well, I guess I, I'm thinking about it now. I don't think we've ever talked about drinking on this show. I don't think so. Um, well, I, I'm not prepared for it by any means, but I do know biblically speaking, it's not a sin to, to drink. It is to get no, drunk. No, it's not so. a sin to get drunk. Uh, yeah, it's not a yeah. sin to drink. It's a um, sin to get drunk. And because we're called to be sober minded, be alert. Exactly. Exactly. And, your adversary, uh, your devil, is prowling like a roaring lion. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do first. know that. Uh, I know a verse because I, I debated on because I didn't I never drank until I was 21. Right. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously I had the opportunity. I just chose not to um, one because it was illegal and two because I just didn't want to. But mm-hmm. um, and so but anyways, and so I debated even once I was 21 because I, I waited like six months after I turned 21. Um, 
And I debated, and the, the argument I had was, okay, well, I don't need to lead some, somebody to stumble, right? And we talked about that mm-hmm. before. Um, and so what, I, what I'm okay with is I'll drink in, in, like in my own home, but I won't drink out in public. Um, and so if, if people are in my home um, and, like, they, you know, bring alcohol or whatnot, then I'll, you know, they, they know me well enough to know where I stand and they know my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like. That's good people. People that right, exactly. respect your beliefs. Yeah. And so with those people, you know, they're willing to have conversation with me if, if they're confused about me drinking. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, if, if somebody were to see me say from like TikTok and then, or something like that, and then they see me in public drinking, then they probably wouldn't come up and ask me a question rather they would just make an assumption. So that's yeah. why, that's why I've kind of differentiated. So happens a lot. Yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I don't know. I don't even like alcohol. Like it's not that good. Like if you have to acquaint yourself, like if you have to, if you have to drink it to, you know, have an acquired taste mm-hmm. and like, like you yeah. drink it so much. It's I've, just, it, uh, the only closest I've ever been to drinking, which I will never drink for a lot of reasons, sure. but the only thing I've ever done to drinking, I'm doing quotation marks, mm-hmm. is my mom makes the greatest beer battered cheese. Ooh. Oh my God. Like, wait, that, wait, it, wait. It like, boils out the alcohol part though. Yeah. That's, but, yeah, I, that's oh not Oh my drinking, goodness, but... dude. It is the greatest thing ever. Wait. Oh. So is it like beer battered like cheese sticks? Sorry. I said the wrong. Beer cheese. So, yeah, so what is beer so, cheese? So pretty much, I don't even know how she does it, dude, but it's like cheese with, like, beer in it. Like, I, I don't know how she makes it or what she does. I'm going to have to Google that because that's, that sounds the interesting. Recipe. 100%. Like, it that is sounds interesting. so good. She puts it with, like, this, this pasta, and, like, it makes, like, the, like, it's the greatest taste you'll ever have. So is it like a, like a dip? No, you just put it on pasta, I think. Interesting, because uh, I googled it and like it just a bunch of dip is popping up. But like, it that like looks I'll, that looks good. I'll send you the recipe she has because she has a somewhere. One hundred percent. It is I would the greatest definitely. thing ever, dude. Huh? I'm, I'm gonna have to buy beer just for to cook with. I guess that's <laughs> the thing. I've just never done it. <laughs> it's so good. Um. Well, anyways, in this anyways, episode, yeah, we're gonna continue the series on Matthew that we've been doing. So in this episode, it's gonna be Matthew chapter thirteen. Uh, this one is super interesting, and I yes, it is. I love this. One. But so, last chapter is my favorite chapter. But now I have a new favorite chapter. Um, so, the last chapter we kind of talked about uh, the Sabbath and Jesus healing the guy, the crippled hand, and and so the Pharisees got all mad. And and anyways, um, there, the, yeah. So that's just kind of synopsis of chapter twelve. But then Matthew thirteen, Jesus leaves the the Pharisees there, and he goes and sits on a boat next to a lake, and and. Uh, well, I guess he stands on the boat at some point because a large crowd gathers around him mm-hmm. and uh, he just starts speaking in parables. And if you don't know what a parable is, it's basically a story, um, but Jesus doesn't explain it. So uh, well, I guess I'll, to give you an example, I'll just read one they have. So, so basically the first parable that he gives oh, the, yeah. the, the people of the crowd, right? Um, the, the first one is the parable of the four soils. So, which we've um, talked about this one on the faith podcast, sort of. We we definitely have. Um, and so the first one, so the the story goes like this: There's a farmer. He's got seeds. He uh, he throws the the seeds out amongst four different patches of soil, right? So the first one is uh, he he casts some seeds on the footpath, and before the seeds could even grow, birds came and ate them, right? And then mm-hmm. this uh, second, I guess, field, we'll say, um, the seeds fell on south or shallow soil. So basically. Um, there's like, let's just say an inch of dirt and then there's rocks up under it. Um, and so the seeds, they sprouted too quickly with no roots, which we've also talked about. Um, 
with no roots. And so they ended up when the sunlight would hit them, they ended up wilting in the sun um, mm. because they weren't able to get enough nutrients, which that's something we could make a whole lesson about right there. Um, and then the third seed in the third field, um, it fell among thorns. And so it was good soil, but there's thorns all around. And so when, uh, when the seed grew up, uh, it grew up with the, the thorns and the thorns choked it out. And then the fourth seed, it fell among fertile soil with no hindrances whatsoever. And so it uh, ended up yielding 30, 60 to 100 times as much crop as, you know, planted. So um, mm-hmm. now when I was reading this, I was thinking of how I would interpret this to be, you know, as if I was one of the people listening to Jesus. Right. Because if you keep reading, Jesus explains it to the disciples because he only explains the parables, some of the parables to the disciples. Um, so I imagine myself as somebody sitting there amongst the crowd. And so if I would have heard this, I, I think I would have imagined, um, let's just say, let's go back to the first one. So the birds mm-hmm. eating the seeds on the footpath. Um, I, I would take this to be, uh, people who never had a chance. Like, uh, they were born in this world. I guess they're exposed to the message or to the word, or to the gospel, to Jesus, to the Bible, you know, that sort of thing. They were exposed to it, but it never took hold in their life. Um, maybe they just didn't believe anything like that. There was a God, maybe it's like atheist. They were born atheist, die atheist. Like they just never had a chance. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, the second, this, again, this is just my interpretation. Jesus's interpretation here in a minute. And that's the one that matters, but, um, and then shallow soil, right? So, uh, the seeds sprouted too quickly with no roots. And so I take this to be, you know, um, people that are on fire for Christ for a minute and then they dwindle out because they don't give their, like, Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe maybe things of this world kind of like make them backslide or maybe uh yeah you know like you know how like when you first find the faith like you get super excited you get oh, like, yeah. like i said on fire yeah and so i imagine like that and then they just you gotta light guilt. the candle a few times until the candle is self-sufficient Ooh, that's what I okay would, like okay. sometimes you know the wind is strong and you don't have yeah. a candle cover but once mm. you can afford a lantern and put a you know then Ooh. that candle can stay on Ooh, but that's some least, wisdom right there. At least for me, it took a while for that candle to stay lit. Yeah, it's, it took me 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It took, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I, You're I think a preacher's I, kid, too. Exactly. And, like, <laughs> I mean, I originally, I guess I found Christ sitting on the toilet when I was three, right? That's when I first heard about Jesus. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, and then when I was 14, and granted, I went to church all that time. And then, I, well, let me rewind. I got baptized when I was, like, seven or eight. And then lived life through middle school and whatnot. Then when I was 14, read revelations for myself, said, you know what? Nope. I got to fix this. So I actually got rebaptized at that point. And, uh, and then I just kind of lived through high school and, uh, you know, seeing a pattern. <laughs> um, and then I realized quickly, uh, soon after I began college that, uh, I needed to be more. So, um, but yeah, definitely. And then definitely. you went on Tinder and found a godly woman and look where you are now. That's right. Tinder. God provided for you. <laughs> of all places. And I just uh, love that. That's so cool to me. Cause like, it's the last place you would expect to find a godly woman. For sure. Yeah. And I, I think it's definitely the last place. So it's funny though, because when, uh, when I, I think I told you this, but when I first started dating her, like she didn't want to date cause she just gotten out of a relationship. Yeah. And, uh, and so <laughs> she had only been on Tinder for literally like a day when, when I slid into her Tinder DMs or whatever. Hey, slide in the DMs. That's right. Um, and so, you know how to yeah. work a phone? You know how to do that? 
<laughs> kidding. Sometimes, kidding. sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I'm not very good at it, but I, was, I made sure to figure it out with Tinder. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so she had only been on it for a day, and like even then, she was like, I really don't want to do this because she she knew the stereotypes. <laughs> she knew probably the kind of guys she'd encounter. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? What convinced her to get on it was probably God. You know, just yeah. but anyways. Um, interesting how that works. It's all right. And, uh, of all places, Tinder. Um, so anyways, so, so I imagine the, the shallow soil people (laughs) to be the people that are on fire temporarily and they backslide and never come back. Mm -hmm. And then the the third seeds that fell among the thorns grew up, choked out. I take these to be like, you grow up, right. But you had like, you're surrounded by thorns in life. So like maybe your family is leading you astray. Your friends are leading you astray. Mm -hmm. Your circumstance is choking you out. Um, and so I imagine that to be the thing, um, or maybe like your, your worldly doctrine. So like what the world imposes on you, it ends up choking you out. Um, I know there's a lot of Christians I see on TikTok actually that like they, as they grow older, they'll be impacted. Like it's, it's the college statistics that we talk about all the time as yeah. they get to college, you know, they start to hear all these different opinions and they weren't, they didn't, their roots weren't big enough. And so they ended up collapsing. So when the storm came, the roots when, were dug up. Yep. And the, the thorns choked him out. Um, yeah. And then the fourth one, the, the fell among fertile sea, soil. And so I imagine that would be like the saved people. But let's see what Jesus talked about because that's what matters, right? Yeah. So Jesus' interpretation. <laughs> that's the important part. Yeah. Um, so the first seeds um, – okay, well, let me clarify that this he didn't explain this to the crowd, right? Like I said. So the disciples actually afterwards asked Jesus, like, hey, can you tell us what that, that story meant? He's like, sure. So the first one with the birds uh, eating them on the footpath, he says, these are the people that hear my message – but they don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one, the shallow soil, um, where they didn't have roots. He says, these are the people that receive it with joy, but they don't last. And so they'll end up falling away. Um, and then he says, the, uh, for the people that grew up among thorns, he says, these are the people that start to grow, but they get drowned out by the things, the worries of this life. And then the fourth people who are among fertile soil, he says, those are the ones who hear and understand and produce harvest and i want to you know focus on that produce harvest for a second because if you want to be that that seed amongst fertile soil and you want to reap that harvest of 30 60 or 100 times what you were originally like planted for mm-hmm. um then it says you got to hear so hear the word understand understand the word so hear and understand the word and produce harvest so you've got to go out and live the word um so and you gotta make disciples of all nations that's right the great commission um, I'd actually never heard that term, the Great Commission, until this uh, one of the, the the pastor at the church that I was a youth pastor at, because um, I'd always heard that like this is Jesus' new law and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I never heard the official term for it. But yeah, I don't um, think I have either until you said it. So. Yeah, the Great Commission. I mean, it makes sense. It's but, a cool name. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's easy to uh, maybe not remember, but it's 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 a good. I guess uh title. How much is for... commission? I mean, I want to get paid getting no, on <laughs> Right? That's funny. I didn't think about that. The uh the double usage there. But uh and then so that's it for that parable. And then Jesus goes into another parable. Um uh, keep in mind we're we're kind of flashing back to the uh the boat scene where he's standing on the boat talking to the crowds. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh this is the one that I actually didn't understand at first and had to to Google and, and learn about more. Um, but he says that a farmer plants wheat in a field, right? And he says yes. bas- basically an enemy comes and he plants weeds in the wheat. And as the wheat grew, I'm having to emphasize, try not to mumble, but as the wheat <laughs> grew, so did the weeds. Wheat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so did the weeds. So the weeds and the wheat grew together. And mm-hmm. so once it started to grow, the, uh, the, the pluckers, the farmers, workers, they said, well, should we pluck the weeds? And the, uh, the farmer, he says, no, 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 do not 
pluck the weeds. He says you'll end up uprooting the wheat. And, uh, <laughs> and so he says, let both of them grow together until harvest. Then they will be sorted out, and then the weeds will be burned. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading that. I love that. Yeah, I'm, it's really good, and it's it's a. It very, took me a while to understand at first, but once I got it, I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah, and like and like I said, like it took. I had to like figure it, like read into it, and all that fun stuff. But but basically, I mean, how how do you take it, Cotus? So pretty much in this world, you know, there's us, the wheat, and then there's the not so nice people, you know, the thorns, mm-hmm. and we can't just kill off the thorns. So like in this earth, God's not just going to kill all the unrighteous people. So we're going to have to grow amongst them, and then Harvest Day, or Judgment Day, is when it all gets sorted out. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Exactly right. Um, and there's something, you know, I'm, my Bible's turned to Genesis. I need to flip to Matthew real quick. Um, this is something that really <laughs> stuck out to me, um, and you, you touched on it there for a second. Um, Matthew 13 here. So it says that, um, no, he replied, you'll uproot the wheat if you do. He said, let both grow together until the harvest. Then I'll tell the harvesters to sort out the weeds, tie them in bundles and burn them. That's not what I was trying to say. Where was it? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so I should have wrote a note down, but, um, it was interesting to me because like you said, right. So the Christians are going to grow up amongst the non-Christians yes. and, and so, oh, that's what it is. He says, no, you'll uproot the wheat, right? And so focusing on that, like the – I know the uh, commentary that I was reading to kind of understand this, they said that the, the farmer's workers would be angels. And so the angels are going up to God saying, mm-hmm. look, can we go ahead and – because, you know, in Revelation, that's who's kind of fighting you know, and doing the, the work for Jesus at this point was angels. And so um, – and he says, look, can we go ahead and save the Christians? Like can we go ahead and uproot the wheat? No, sorry. Can we go ahead and pluck out the weeds? Um, and so God in this parable is saying no, because then you'll uproot the wheat. So then you'll, you'll, I don't know. So here's what I'm getting at. Cause I feel like I'm repeating myself. The thought that I had was when he says you'll uproot the wheat, he's saying that you will destroy the crop of the Christian. And so what that means, at least in my mind, he's saying, no, leave the wheat and the weeds together because there are still Christians to be saved. There are, there's still harvest to be made of the mm-hmm. wheat. And uh, so anyways, that makes I just, sense. I just thought it was cool because you know how we talked about heaven and hell and how um, I talked, I, I think we had an episode about it, about like mm-hmm. heaven and how we judgment day is where we all begin our eternity or whatever. Yes. Um, and so this parable kind of confirmed that theory with me because he says, no, you can't pluck the, the wheat yet because um, it's, so yeah, I keep messing up. I told you the weeds and the wheat. He says, no, you can't uproot the weeds yet because then you'll uproot the wheat with it. And so, of course, he wants the wheat and the weed to be harvested together so that uh, at the same time, of course, Judgment Day, so that eternity starts at the same time. But anyways, mm-hmm. just an interesting thought. Um, and so going into the next parable, because Matthew chapter 13 has many parables. Um, next parable is the kingdom of heaven is a mustard seed. We talked a little bit about mustard seed before, like with the, uh, the faith of a mustard seed, right? So, mm-hmm. But uh, he says the kingdom of heaven is a mustard seed. It's the smallest of seeds, but it ends up growing into a huge tree. And, uh, and he says, well, birds will end up coming and make nests in this mustard tree. And, uh, and so what's interesting, that, that was the whole parable right then there. Um, and so it's, what's interesting about this one is the kingdom of heaven is the mustard seed. Um, it's kind of going to talk about like, 
uh, I guess as obvious as what it says with the kingdom of heaven. So like the kingdom on earth is, it starts out small. So right now at this point in Jesus's life, right, it was literally just him and the disciples, but he's saying it's going to end up growing into this huge tree. So the Christianity mm-hmm. as a whole is going to end up growing. At least like that's a how family I, tree. <laughs> exactly. And that's how I take it to mean. And then when he says like the birds come and make nest in it, like this tree brings forth life. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, of course we find life. There's through so Christ. many tree references in the Bible. And Jesus even calls us trees. That's and true. If you look at a tree and you look at like the human body, like the veins and everything and then the roots, and there's yeah. a bunch more stuff like that, like the fingerprints and the rings. Like, yeah, we really relate to trees a lot. And yeah. I did see this one. This is a little off topic, but mm-hmm. I saw a video last or a picture last night. How our brain neurons, you know mm-hmm. what those are, right? The neurons, yeah. Yeah. The the design of them it looks exactly like the universe. I just wanted to point that out. Like it like the universe, like a picture of the universe with like all the stars and lines and everything, it looks exactly like the brain neurons. Neurons, interesting. whatever they're called. Yeah, interesting. I just thought that was really cool. How like Yeah. What do you yeah. what do I want to say? We're in we we are the universe, like God I mean, I don't know. Like God has ingrained the creation yes. of the universe within us. That's pretty mm-hmm. neat. And and going back to what you said about like the body, like you talked about the neurons and the uh, the blood vessels and all that stuff, but also mm-hmm. um, the bronchioles in your lungs. And so so it, it goes from bronchus to bronchioles to bronch. When you studied this, you should know this. <laughs> it's been a few years. I've been out of it. But uh, anyway, so the way your lungs depict, or not depict, but if you look at the picture of your lungs. Um, through like an, maybe like an x-ray, you'll see all the different tubes and it looks just like, so like a, in the center of your chest, right above like where you'd imagine your heart to be, mm-hmm. um, and then the sternum there, that's where the biggest, I guess, uh, because it goes all the way up to your mouth, right? Your, uh, trachea yeah. and stuff. And so it looks like the base like an upside down tree at this point. And, uh, and so oh, that's th- true. Yeah. What and so, about? so you've got a big, uh, trunk or whatever, and then it just kind of branches out. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, so it's really interesting how, but. Uh, you just put this thought in my head a second ago. Um, but of course, Jesus is the breath of life. And so when our, our lungs depict these trees, like you're talking about, and anyways, just the, just a thought. Um, so let's, let's breathe in some Jesus and breathe out some Jesus and see, he gives us life. <laughs> um, but uh, so that was it for that parable. And the next one, just as simple as this, it says the kingdom of heaven is like yeast in bread, small amounts permeate throughout the rest of the dough and it continues to rise. Um, and so what do you think about that one, Curtis? Oh, <laughs> I think it's kind of similar. Yeah. The, the message at least. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like with the, the mustard seed thing, I think is he's saying like how it starts out small, but then it grows mm-hmm. big. I think he's saying similarly, like uh, your faith or rather Christians in this world will start out like a few grains of yeast. That makes sense. Yeah. And then we'll, that but, does expand mm-hmm. in the oven, doesn't it? Exactly. Like it, it spreads somehow just a few things of yeast spread all mm-hmm. throughout the bread. And then I've never it made bread onto. before. I got to do that. Um, imagine kind of like a cookie. I mean, it's not a cookie. Of course, it's, it's a cookie is a cookie. But like, you know how like in the oven, you'll put the, the ball of cookie dough in the oven and then it just kind of blows up. Or maybe a marshmallow might be a better thing. Like you put a marshmallow in the microwave <laughs> and it just kind of poofs up. Mm-hmm. Um, or of course, bread would be a good example. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never made bread either. Like maybe a muffin because a muffin's partly bread, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so it goes in liquid, comes out bread. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the next one, this is a, this one's 
a little bit more interesting because the the two the next two parables sound similar at first, but there's different. Uh, it's different in a way. Um, so the next one is the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man finds in a field. He uh, he finds it. He realizes what he's found. He hides it back in the ground that he found it in. He doesn't own this field, right? So he hides again. He goes back home, sells everything that he has, and then he takes that money from what he sold and buys the field. So what do you think about that? Wait, sorry. I was reading ahead at something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. what were you saying? You so were... the man the man finds his treasure in a random field, mm-hmm. right? So he hides the treasure again, goes back home, sells all of his possessions, comes back to the owner of that field with the money and says, I'll buy it from you. And he buys the field. Um, and he says the kingdom of heaven is like that. So what do you what would you take that to mean? Um you gotta get rid of everything to have the treasure. Or you gotta be willing to give up everything. Yeah. Because yeah. like, once you become a Christian, you're gonna lose a lot. Like it's like for sure a, up front that sounds bad, but you're also gonna mm-hmm. gain so much more. Yeah, this like, this go ahead. like that treasure could have been worth way more than everything he had. So exactly. he sold it, and then he got more out of it. He lost Hit, a lot, yeah. but got more. Exactly. Hit the nail on the head. Now the parable doesn't say that he went and sold it. It doesn't say anything. It just ends right there. But you're you're definitely right. I mean, that treasure, whatever it was, was worth far more to him than all of his possessions that he already had. Mm-hmm. And so he says the kingdom of heaven is like that. Look, like <laughs> eternity with, with God is worth so much more than anything oh, yeah. else you can imagine. And uh, so. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unending Oreos. I mean. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So coupling off of that one um so then jesus goes right into this he says the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant he's looking for valuable Mm -hmm. pearls he finds one and sells everything to buy the pearl so what do you think about that so the man with the pearl he sells everything to get a pearl Mm -hmm. pretty much the same thing like yeah that's what i getting rid of everything to get that one thing yep that's what i thought too but i was like well that seems redundant why would god or rather why would jesus Why would Jesus say the same story or with the same meaning? Sorry, oh, meaning. Point. And so I was thinking about it. And I think this time, I think it's rather instead of the, the merchant going after the kingdom of heaven, or sorry, the, the person going after the kingdom of heaven, I think this time the merchant is God coming after us. And so God, being the merchant here, is looking for valuable pearls. He finds one. So he finds us. And he mm-hmm. gives everything. He sends himself to die for us on the cross so that he could have the pearl, so that he could have us. So I think that Jesus was showing our side of things and God's side of things so that we that could have sense. a better understanding. I like that. But I don't know. I'm just a man. I don't know anything. Um, <laughs> but I like the way that sounds. Um, and it, it makes sense with the parable. So I'm gonna, I am gonna. I think I'll stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think that works. We'll ask God when we get there. That's right. Well, you know, God, what do you mean by this? <laughs> uh, Dude, I hope I can have my Bible in heaven because, like, I spent a lot of work on this thing. I lighten everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting point. You know, like, what do, we, what do you get in heaven? Like, and we know that we get rewards, but, like, do you yeah. have anything earthly? Like, do you get to keep, tote your Bible around or do, like, oh, do you no. just automatically know what the Bible says? You know, interesting. All I know is I'm getting Oreos. <laughs> I'm kidding. Double stuff at that. Oh, yeah. Whole milk, uh, too, to dip them oh, in? Oh, yes. Not that 2% stuff. Uh, no. Ew. Uh, yeah. Whole milk. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the whole milk. Exactly. Uh, man, dude, my wife, she always judges me whenever I just drink milk. Like, I like to drink milk. I don't oh, know if I you do I drink milk not. way too much. Okay, like, thank you. I love gallons. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I love milk. And like whenever I drink it, like, so she'll be nice and she'll serve me and she'll, uh, sometimes and she'll be like, well, what do you want to drink? And I'll be like, just grab me a glass of milk. And she goes, <laughs> but like, I don't know. She just doesn't like milk. The only time she'll ever drink milk is if it's one chocolate milk or two, if she's dipping like a cookie in it, but that's it. Anyways. Yeah, so a lot of people don't like milk. It's weird. It is weird, isn't it? I don't, I don't know why. Hey, our bones, we're strong. Supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I drank a lot of milk as a kid, and I broke a lot of bones. <laughs> I've, I've never broken anything. Really? Uh, well, I fractured stuff, but that's a little different. Oh, uh, yeah. Know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count fracture as a break. All right. Never but, mind, then. I have plenty of times. Yeah. But I, I guess you're, you're probably right. I mean, I, there's a bunch of different kinds of breaks, but I've never, like, broken it completely in half or anything. That's but, good. Yeah. No compound thankfully. fracture? No. No, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah, for real. Um but anyways, getting back into it. And so then Jesus keeps going on with more parables. He says, okay, it's like with fishing. He said, uh, so in this story, the, the people would cast the nets out the side of the boat. They'd catch all kinds of fish. So they'd bring the net back to the shore, and then they would sort out the fish, right? And so they'd mm-hmm. actually end up putting the bad ones in a pile or throwing them back. And um, says that they would, they, the bad ones were thrown away. And so Jesus, surprisingly, of all the parables, he explains like this judgment one to them. Day. Exactly. He explains this one to them, and he says, look. The angels have come to separate. The bad ones go to the gnashing of teeth and, and of weeping. Um, and um, and so he just kind of explains that that's kind of what happens. So, like, the good ones are kept and the bad ones are gone and mm-hmm. they're thrown away. And so it's, you know, that simple. <laughs> um, but then he goes on to say that the Pharisees that become disciples will have rewards in heaven from before and after recognizing the Messiah. Um, so just, I, just an interesting thought because, you know, at this point in our lives, like you and I, we, we think, okay, well, we aren't saved until we recognize Christ as Messiah, Messiah and repent, right? Messiah. Yeah. Messiah. Um, <laughs> it's French. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, I mean, you wouldn't think that your rewards would start until you recognize that. Right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he says that they would get rewards for, you know, before and after, because of course, at this point. They're kind of at, at a fine line in history because for most of their lives or for all of their lives at this point, the Pharisees, they were living in the, the old law times. And so, of course, they'd be getting those rewards. But because Jesus came while they were alive, if they came to repentance and all that fun stuff, then they would get the, the post rewards as well. Um, but anywho, and then finally, to kind of wrap things up, um, that was the last parable that Jesus said. But then it says that Jesus left there with the, the huge crowd and everything. And he returned to Nazareth. Of course, that's his hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's interesting that happened when he returned was because he had planned to go back there and do what he had been doing, performing miracles and all that fun stuff. Um, but he says that, or rather Matthew says that they refused to believe him. And that, because basically they're like, look, we know who your mama is. We know who your daddy is. We know who your brother is. We know who all your siblings are. He's like, we know who you came from, where you came from. And we know that they didn't teach you everything that you're teaching us. He said, and so they looked at that and looked at, you know, it, it caused disbelief in their heart. And mm-hmm. so um, he ended up saying, Jesus ended up saying that um, prophets are honored everywhere except for their hometown and even among their family. And so it goes on to say that he only did a few miracles there because of their unbelief. Um, so interesting. It's all about belief, mm-hmm. if you notice, with the miracles. So he even um, commands the disciples about that a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, you're, if you're not welcome, just wipe your feet off. Yep, and and if you are welcomed beyond, uh, I guess the the regular amount, he says to go on and bless them. You mm-hmm. know, so it's interesting. So, what do you think? Do you, uh, 
what what st- stuck out or stuck out to you in this uh, this chapter? I mean, I've always loved the the sower parable, the first mm. one. I've always loved that. Yeah, you know, I never heard of the uh, of the one where the 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 enemy came and threw the weeds and the wheat. I never heard that. Parable. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Yeah, and I it, read about it and stuff. But yeah, exactly. And like I'd always heard the parable of the sower, but I have never heard the the mm-hmm. parable of the weeds. But anyways, um, anything you want to add to it? No. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you all again for watching. Uh, before you close out, because you notice in the video, check out our socials. Um, also want to say check out our clothing. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. If you ever have a topic that you want to talk about, feel free to DM us on Instagram. Check us out on TikTok. I think we make some pretty funny stuff, but, you know, I might be biased. <laughs> hey, you're, you're carrying it. I got to get back on there. I haven't been yeah. on TikTok a bit. No, no, you're good. I'll, I'll let you take it back, though, man. I uh, <laughs> I spend way too much time on this. No, stuff. man. There's <laughs> some pretty funny stuff. Um, but anyway, so thank you all for watching. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, Cody, you want to close out in prayer? Yep. Uh, dear God, uh, thank you for letting us talk about you again, Lord. Uh, I love doing it. It's so much fun. Uh, but God, I want to pray that you keep our ways pure, God. Because I know mm-hmm. in this world, there's a lot of temptations, God, in the world. Like, the devil just wants to take us out, God. But we know that with you, nothing can take us out, God. Because we know in the end that you win, God. So shield us. Keep our hearts pure, Lord. Keep our minds clean, Lord. Uh, just watch over us with everything we do, even if we're just walking to the kitchen, Lord. Keep our ways pure in our mind. Just keep us safe, Lord. Guard us and just help us do your will, God. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Well, thank you for praying for us, Cotus. Um, of course. But uh, So if you're listening, keep driving safe or sitting on your couch safe. And, uh, <laughs> or riding your bike. You know, I don't know. That's right. <laughs> don't hit a mailbox. That's Flying a classic a jet. Joke. Who knows what they're doing? That's true. Um, and, of course, we have listeners all over the world at this point. It's yeah. pretty neat. Um, Hungary, Japan. Uh, I think I saw one in Vietnam. There's um, Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, we're so all over cool. at this point. I know. Technology is amazing. Um, but all glory to God, of course. And uh, <laughs> yes. and, and with yes. that being said, continue, listeners, to give glory to God in all aspects of your life, whether you're at work, whether you're on your bike, whether you're in your car. Roll down the windows. Jam out to some <laughs> worship music. Let people hear that joyful noise. And uh, with all that being said, y'all stay safe and Godspeed.